Greetings, beloved of God. Thank you for joining Present Truth Presented, a 50-day devotional entitled, I Will Bless You. We're in week one, at this time and in these days. We're on episode seven or day seven. The name of God that we're going to be looking at today is Elohim Chaim, the living God. As I've stated in previous episodes, that the names of God are a way for us, His people, to understand His nature and character. But it's not just for us to understand His nature and character, but it's a way for us to reveal His nature, His character to others. When someone says to you, God's dead, you can say, oh no, He is Elohim Kayam. He is the living God. He is alive. So when we begin to understand and, and know the names of God, we can help others come into a better relationship with God as well. All this week, we've been looking at the name Elohim. It is the very first name of God found in the Bible in Genesis 1.1. It means strength, power. It means supreme one or mighty one. So Elohim Kayam the living God is among us. And he is speaking very loudly in these days of divine pause, of a resetting, recalibrating, of restructuring the whole earth at this time. And he's not finished yet. I believe we'll at least have a couple more weeks of being paused, shut up. There's still time for us to get in our rightful place for kingdom exploits. Uh, last year, as I began to pray into 2020, one of the things that the Holy Spirit made it very clear was that the tribes of Israel were going to be very key for us, His people, uh, God's people to understand this year and beyond. That we needed to understand the tribes. And so for these 50 days, uh, we're going to be looking at the names of God we're going to be looking back at Rinda Heaven and seeing where we're on the timeline of awakening because I believe that what the time we're in right now is, is a time of awakening. God's awakening the earth. We've been hearing stories even on the news of, of the earth uh, responding to this divine pause. Uh, the beauty coming forth that hasn't been brought forth in years. Uh, water's clearer than they've ever been. The very earth crust is the sounds you can hear now that you couldn't hear before. Why? Because God has given the earth a Sabbath, a time of resetting and recalibrating. And we, His people, need to get in place that we can get our own lives recalibrated and reset. So today, before we look at Elohim Chaim, the living God, we're going to learn a little bit about uh, the tribes of Israel. Just a general overview. Uh, number one, the tribes were 12 in number. They were descended from Jacob. Manasseh and Ephraim were numbered among them instead of Joseph and Levi. They were each given a prophecy or a blessing spoken over their life that would guide them throughout their life. Every tribe had a head or chief, a leader. They were divided into families. They had men that went out to war. 
They were divided in four divisions while in the, in the wilderness. When they encamped in their divisions, uh, they, they encamped by their divisions and around their standards or their banner or flag around the tabernacle. And number, uh, the last one is Canaan, the land of promise, was divided among them according to their size or their numbers. God arranged the tribes of Israel into an army. And whenever the tribes were camped, each one had equal access to the ark, the tabernacle, and the sanctuary. The ark was God's presence. The tabernacle was the dwelling place or the meeting place. And the sanctuary was the entire complex where everything was built. In battle array. This expression appears some 60 times in the Old Testament. And its primary meaning is to place an order or arrange. Also means to marshal the troops. Exodus 13, 18 says, So God led the people around by the way of the desert to the Red Sea. And the Israelites went up in battle array from the land of Egypt. Now remember, we are in this week called the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover, First Fruits. So right now is the time, actually Thursday, which is tomorrow, is the actual day on the Hebrew calendar when the children of Israel left Egypt and began to, their journey. So this is a great message for today. It's time to come out of the land of Egypt, the place of captivity, the place of smallness, the place where you've been held captive in some way, shape, or form. Numbers 32, 32 says, We are to cross over in battle array in the Lord's presence into the land of Canaan. And afterwards, after what? After we get in battle array and we have God's presence, then we can go and possess the inheritance. So to me, I saw four keys that we need to understand at this season of time when we're leaving Egypt and making our way into the promise that God has for us. First of all, we got to get in battle array. We got to get in order. We got to cross over as a troop. We have to understand God's presence and get in it. Then we can possess the land that God has for us in the coming days. When they marched the army, the tribes of Israel out to war, there was a different order and each tribe had to be in right alignment or, or the army would be in disarray. And we see that several places in scripture. One of the key places is Joshua 1, 10 through 16. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying, prepare yourselves provisions. For within three days, you are to cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. To the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God gives you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land, 
which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But you shall cross before your brothers in battle array all your valiant warriors, and you shall help them. How long? Until the Lord gives your brothers rest as he has given you. Then you shall return to your own land and possess it. These tribes said to Joshua, All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Like the tribes of Israel, the Lord is calling up his army in this hour. And he has an order, an alignment, a place, and a function for each member. 1 Samuel 17, 20 says, So David arose early in the morning and left the flock with the keeper and took the supplies and went as Jesse, his father, had commanded him. And he came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out in battle array, shouting the war cry. 1 Chronicles 17, excuse me, 1 Chronicles 19, 17 says, When it was told David, he gathered all Israel together and crossed the Jordan and came upon them and drew up in formation against them. And when David drew up in battle array against the Armenians, they fought against them. David didn't go out until they were in battle array. Joshua 3, 10 through 15 says, This is how you will know that the living God Elohim Chaim is among you, and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanite, the Hittites, the Hevites, the Perizzites, the Gerasites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. That word drive out is a military term. God will fight with us to remove the ites in the land. Verse 11 says, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take for yourselves twelve men from the twelve tribes of Israel, one man for every tribe. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest, who bear the presence of the Lord, the ark, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. So it was, when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan, with the priests bearing the ark, the presence of the covenant before the people, and as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. Now if you study this out, at this time, the Jordan was a raging river. So you think about it, you come up to it, you're going to want to step into it. So they put their foot at the edge of the water. But as soon as they did, God did what he said he was going to do. Elohim Kayam, he split the water. There's a few meanings of these verses that I wanted us to understand. And the one meaning of the word battle that I really liked from the ancient Hebrew was staunch. And it means laurel and committed and attitude. We see that in these passages. Those that had already settled in their land beyond the Jordan came to help. 
their brothers and their sisters. It also means able-bodied soldiers, one prepared for battle in the sense of grabbing weapons. God is releasing new weapons in this season. That's why he wants us to get in our battle stations. Formation means to arrange or set in order, to put in order. Some of us have been in a certain order and a certain place for many years. And all of a sudden, God is saying, that's not your place anymore. you got to move 3,000 miles to Indiana. That's my story. So just because you, you've been in this place all your life and you've been an able minister there doesn't mean that you're not supposed to shift and go someplace else. It's time to hear the voice of the Lord and get in formation. Array means, number one, army. But it also means the strategic arrangement of fighters and weapons in a battle. I decree and declare to you that the way we did things last year is not going to be the way we do things today. God's got new battle plans, new strategic plans, new weapons. And warrior, I love this, is one of great strength, but also one with great authority. I was saying the reason why he's got us where he's got us right now, he's empowering us, he's uh, recalibrating us, he's resetting us so that we can be mantled with a fresh authority as his ecclesia in the earth realm today. Now, we saw keys to leave Egypt, and now there are some keys in these passages that we need to understand in order to enter into the promised land. Number one, we need to prepare ourselves, for we are about to cross over into the promise. I want to encourage you. I believe there's probably a couple more weeks of this divine pause that the whole earth is going to be in. Take these couple of weeks. Get yourself in, right, in a right place. Ask God, God, what are you shifting? What are you changing? How do I need to prepare myself to cross over into the promise that you have for me? Number two, remember God's word. What has God spoken over you? Get out your prophetic words. What has he promised you individually? What words have you received? Go over them. Begin to rehearse them. Call them into being. Number three, get in battle array. Find your place in God's army. Number four, help your brothers and sisters get into their land. Number five, have a willing heart to obey the Lord, but also to follow those that God is using to lead you. Don't be stiff-necked stiff and stubborn at this time. Have a willing heart. Number six, go out with a battle cry. Our voice, our decrees must be released in this season. Let your voice be heard. And number seven, the living God, Elohim Kayam, is among us. And he will empower us to work with him as he drives out the ites in the land. I will bless you says Elohim Kayam. I will bless you with visitation. I will bless you with glory. I will bless you with fire. Why? So that you can go forth and be the light in the midst of a dark world. Our key passage for this whole 50 days is number 6, 22 through 27. And I read it over you again. Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you 
and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. You notice in this passage that God commands Moses and the priests say to them, there again, there's that voice. We've got to use our voice to say. Put, remember I, I gave you the explanation of that earlier this week? It means to place in charge or power of a person, to bring into a particular state or condition. I put you under the power of Elohim Chaim. I said you're going to come into a position of life that you've never been into before. Elohim Kayim, the living God, is the source of all life. He is, that name means living, alive, revival, renewal, to quicken, to revive, to restore to health, to restore to life. It has to do with finances coming into a new order as well. There are 27 particular scriptures in the New American Standard Bible where we see the phrase Elohim Chaim, the name of God. Here are a few. Deuteronomy 5.26 For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and lived? We too hear the voice of the living God. John 10 says that when we know the good shepherd, that we will hear his voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. I decree and declare over you that you are hearing the voice of Elohim Chaim in these days. Jeremiah 10.10 says, But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. People, Governors can call themselves a nation. Governors can say, prayer hasn't helped us. God hasn't helped us. We've done this with our own power. But God, the living God, the true God, the everlasting King, He sits up in the heavens and He laughs. Psalms 42, 2 says, My soul thirsts for God, Elohim, for the living God, Elohim Chaim, when shall I come and appear before Elohim? Psalms 84, 2 says, My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. Courts is a judicial term. Ecclesia, people of God, if you don't understand Ecclesia, if you don't understand getting, taking charge of the courts, as it tells us in Zechariah 3, it's time to gain understanding. It's time for us to get in the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. I bless you with Elohim Chaim. I put Elohim Chaim upon you. I say the living God is for you and not against you. He is causing you to hear his voice in these days and follow his lead. And as he sets you in your divine place. Your soul is coming alive like never before to know him and his ways. You can come boldly before his throne to obtain grace and mercy in this time of need. Beloved of God, let your heart sing and joy and Elohim Kyle 
the living God. I declare over you, the living God is alive. He's not dead and he is stirring you. So get up and get out of Egypt, the place of bondage, captivity, complacency, instability, smallness. You have been sitting in. The Spirit of the Lord said to me earlier, you've been sitting on the fence way too long. Get up, arise. It's time to go out. Man your battle stations, find your tribe, join the army of the Lord. It's time to take the land of promise God has destined for you. Elohim Kayim, the living God, is to be worshipped and adored. At this time and in these days of crossing over, worship is key to getting ourselves rightly positioned. So worshipped, so worship, so worship with all your might. Let your voice be heard. Release your battle cry and your righteous decrees. Your voice of praise and proclamation shifts atmospheres and aligns nations. So release your shout unto Elohim Kayim. Thank you for joining us. I bless you. This is Sharon Webster. Please review and share this podcast so that others can be blessed.